Welcome to the Heroes of Reality Podcast, a podcast about the game of life and the hero's journey we all experience. Let's jump in with our host, Dylan Watkins, as he introduces today's guest. What does Web3, the metaverse, and togetherness all embody together? Well, on today's podcast, I have Maura Welch. She is the VP of Marketing for Together Labs, a leader in the technologies that empower people to connect, create, and earn in the metaverse. Prior, Maura led marketing at TripAdvisor and was one of the founding teams for the WeWorld, a top 10 tween teen site and early social metaverse platform. Earlier, Maura helped to found other innovation startups working with top brands, entertainment, sports organizations, passionate about mission-driven businesses, practices that strengthen community and connectedness. She has been a Boston Global Tech Innovation columnist and a TEDx curator and served on the National Marine Sanctuary's Business Advisory Council, NOAA. And so without any further delay, I'd like to welcome uh, Maura. Hey, hey, Dylan. Hey, everyone. <laughs> Hey, I almost, I almost stuck it there on the landing. Oh, <laughs> I'm going to give myself a 9.5. A little bio read out loud. It's like, oh my goodness, yeah. <laughs> it's a ramp up. Yeah, no, it's great. I'm super excited. Um, when I, I connected with you, I, I saw you speaking at the GameSpeak conference. I'm all on the togetherness and the metaverse and how to keep yeah. people safe and all that jazz. And I think that's a, it's a really big topic um, that I think is that we don't really think about going into it. And so, you know, I was excited to have you on and talk to you really about like, you know, kind of your perspective and kind of yeah. what um, Together Labs is doing in the metaverse. Yeah, no, I think it's great. Um, I think a lot of times what people talk about out there is all of the technology, right? It's like the VR and the and the tech, all important. Like it, it helps to enable us to connect in this virtual space. In 3D as avatars, like do all of that stuff and all the technology is really, really super cool mm -hmm. and super important. But what we don't talk enough about is the social fabric of the of the metaverse, right? Which actually, if you think about what's going to drive the success of the metaverse, um, it's going to be the social fabric. Because it doesn't matter what the technology is, how great it is, how great it feels. If when you get there, it doesn't feel like the kind of place you want to hang out or that you get anything good out of, what's going to be the point? It will be hard to get people to come and do it. It's a little bit like VR has had some of those issues, right? Sometimes people don't really want to have all the gear. So it's just hard to get people involved. But then there's also like, what's the social scenarios when you're in those environments? You just have to, we have to really think about it as an industry and as a community um, so that we're getting out ahead of it. And that's what Together Labs is really focused on is thinking about how do we build places that are good for humans, for people, to be able to connect in these 3D environments, to earn in them, to thrive, and to be creative and social together. Yeah. Um, so what we try to do is sort of architect that from the ground up, because you can't kind of put that, you know, once it's out there, you can't kind of like make it happen later. You have to think about how people actually connect. Mm. Well, and that's an interesting thing on how do you, I mean, how do you actually create because one thing to say oh community is so important community is so important people like it's, it's right. a it's a it's a drum that people bang but they but but they really say customers what they really mean is revenue sources what they really mean yeah. is that so so how do you when you're thinking about building a social fabric inside the metaverse what are some what are some critical things that most people overlook well here's one thing that um we cannot look before I, i'll dive into that but i'll yeah. also say like let's learn from what we've all just been through in this mm -hmm. previous social wave right mm -hmm. we are now more awash in something called social than anybody has ever been in the history of the world right we've got social tech all over the place we've also never been more lonely never you know been more isolated and what that kind of technology does it's not it's asynchronous right it's your instagram feed that's constantly like telling your perfect story, making people feel bad about how they're doing because nobody's got actually a perfect life. So I think what I learned, because I built those platforms my, my entire career, and what I learned is of all the unintended consequences. When we started out, we weren't like, hey, let's make it a place where it's hard for people to connect and, mm -hmm. and where people feel bad about themselves. That wasn't the plan. But it was actually that it, 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 it sort of happened as the business model unfolded, right? As soon as the business model is the click, and that's what earns all the money, and that's what earns the attention, then it stops becoming an authentic social interaction. 
So the first thing to do is think about real, authentic, real-time connection, right? So when you are an avatar and I'm an avatar, or like when we're on Zoom, I'm here, you're there. I'm talking to you as a person. We're each people, mm -hmm. even if we're avatars. So those conversations can be just as awkward or as great as they are in real life, right? But people have to actually use social skills and have social like currency between them. So when you think about how relationships form, you want to create a place on your platform where people can do that in a good way. So one of the big issues, we talk about this on the concept of a friendship pyramid, right? It's the way friendship works. Friendship is based on positive experiences with other people where you feel comfortable enough with each other that you can disclose something to each other. And that sort of helps to, and then you have um, sort of reciprocity and, and, and ongoing engagement with that person, right? If you have all of those things, you can start to build a relationship. So what we always look at first in our platforms is positivity. How can we help people feel more positive when they're in the room, this 3D environment that they're in? And one of the things is um, breaking the ice, right? You've ever gone into a conference and you're the first person there or you walk into a room and like there's nobody there or you don't know anyone it's really great when somebody comes up and talks to you like changes the whole world mm -hmm. so we do a lot with readers we do a lot with actual people that are part of our community who come in and help people that are new to feel welcome and we also help people by giving them experiences within the game where they can co-create together or have experiences together because the key to any friendship or any relationship forming is shared experience, right? Yeah. And one thing you're talking about, this this uh, friendship pyramid you're talking about, is one, positive experiences, two, a place to be kind of vulnerable and disclose themselves, and then reciprocity. Was that the three pieces? Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it, it's a way that it's actually in, baked into the science of friendship. It's, mm -hmm. it's the way friendships form. So if you think it, it let's let's like um, talk a little bit about how friendships form just in general, okay. what the science sure. says is, let's say uh, you and I meet, mm -hmm. um, we share with each other that, hey, I like to play soccer and you're like, so do I. And so we start to have some kind of interest back and forth. That's great. That gives us some self-disclosure. Then maybe the, maybe we meet the next week. We have a second meeting that helps with the sort of ongoing interaction on one side of the pyramid. The other one is positive experiences, right? Then we share again. Maybe we go to the movies, maybe we do something else. So each time we do something, it just builds strength into that relationship. But if you take any one of those things away, like let's say we never see each other, maybe we don't see each other for another year. We're, we're not gonna be friends, right? Because we don't have that sort of constant connection with each other, or at least a regular connection with each other. Or let's say we meet up the following week but we have a bad experience with each other, right? That also closes down the relationship. Mm -hmm. Or you, we just get together and we just don't have any fun together. Then it's not positive. So we really, as humans, need to have this really kind of perfect mix between those three things. And then you've got something. Now, if only it was so easy to be able to build a platform that just like, boom, like every relationship is easy to do because it's, it's, it's a, not an exact science, it's a social science, right? Mm -hmm. So it's pretty complex. But what we try to do when we build as product as product makers, right, as product developers, we actually use that as our foundation. So as we build a feature into the game, let's say that it's a escape room. Mm -hmm. um, we are thinking about escape room is a good thing to build because it puts people into a situation where they have to collaborate and work together and share information and experience. Um, so that's an, that's an example. So an escape room is a cool game, but it also has a social end to it. It has a positivity and a, and a human connection into it. Or like we could make a basketball game and we, we've got a platform called With Me that's an open beta right now. We've got a bunch of different shared experiences in it. We could do a single basketball game, but we don't. We do a side by side so that you can kind of work with somebody else to like understand how it works or to, mm. or to build a relationship together. So those are just some of the things that we do um, to help build positivity into the into the experience and to sort of build it for friendship. Yeah. And there seems to be a balance there when you're looking at, because there's a combination of being positive, right? Yep. Having that having that consistency, but also being vulnerable, which isn't always positive. 
right which, right and so and so how does that how do those two play a part because if you if you only keep positive and reciprocity you're basically workplace culture where you smile you keep surface level you never dived into anything and it's always yeah. it's always at that level where you're like um, I'm only going to show you the book, my cover, my book. This is how I'm doing. Everything's great. That's right. Smiles. And you go along a day and you're like, that sucked. Blah, blah, whatever the thing is. Well, right. right. No, so. I totally agree. And it's mm -hmm. really tricky, right? Mm -hmm. Because yeah, totally. it's not, um, I, I don't want to say that what we're after, like when you start talking about positivity, what people start to think about is, oh, it's roses and Disney and it's mm -hmm. all that. But that's not really it. I mean, we have another platform, our flagship platform, Enview, which has like a million daily active users, has a whole range of drama and all kinds of things going on. It's built for 18 to, you know, it's, the sweet spot is like 18 to 26. Mm -hmm. It's got, there's a lot going on. And it's not, it's positive in the way that those, that the people interacting find it to be positive. So there's, it's a different thing to have it be like griefers going on or abuse going on. Mm -hmm than it is just like talking trash with each other and having fun, right? Mm -hmm. It absolutely doesn't have to be like this perfect scenario for it to be a place where relationships blossom. We see relationships, I mean, countless like, you know, relationships formed, weddings, like, you know, friendships formed um, and people staying on the platform for, um, for a really long time. I mean, our average time spent on platform is like over 40 minutes. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's really about you know, people are not hanging around to get abused. They're hanging around because they find it to be positive, whatever it may be. And I mean, when I was when I was meeting with at Gamespeed, we were talking about also having really important guardrails on your experiences so that if there are negative things that pop in, right, and that go against the community guidelines and the guidelines that you're trying to set up, that there is recourse, right? That it's not all just user reported that there's yeah. ways in which you can nudge that behavior toward positivity. And by that, I don't mean everything's perfect. I just mean, let's get back on track. That kind of behavior is not what this room is about. Let's move to the next thing. Yeah. Does that make sense? Well, yeah. Well, and I think you're talking about this, this balance, right? Yeah. Between uh, the freedom to let people express themselves and, and the, the shit talking between friends, which is a right. true sign that you're a friend is when you can actually yes. have that, have that playful you think banter that would be insulting if you said it to a stranger 100%. Is, is, is loving, is loving when it's come from a, someone that is dear to you that, you know, that it's just, they're just, they're just doing it. Cause they want to, they want you to smile or whatever that thing 100%. might be. It, and, and look at that, but cause you're also looking at the balance of those, there's those trolley people and especially like, you know, crypto and all that stuff is they, they value anonymity and, yeah. and, and, and I, you, you don't know anything about me. And I think whenever you have anonymity and a whole lot of money involved, then there tends to be issues with that situation. So balancing out that yeah. situation of anonymity, right. But also social accountability, you know, how does that look like in your ecosystem? Yeah. So it's really important for, uh, so on Infu, we have a huge creator community. There's like, we have 200,000 active creators that are putting stuff in the catalog. They're creating 3D items, whether it's, you know, items to put in your room or clothes to wear on your avatar. And that's an active economy, right? And there are people that are uh, known creators, like the ones that are become super popular, become known and have a reputation and people get them. There are people that are also out there being sort of anonymous or ripoff or whatever it is. And so it's a lot like the real world in that way. In fact, I, I like to tell people like everybody thinks the virtual world is like some other special place or some different place, but it's actually just the real world, but digital. Mm -hmm. So there are things that are gonna happen. Um, yeah. I think it's probably the anonymity piece can be tricky because sometimes people are representing themselves in ways that they don't feel comfortable doing in real life. Sometimes that's totally fine. Other times they're actually doing it for ulterior motives. So you have to use your, your social skills mm -hmm. um, to really understand that. And we have safeguards built in. I mean, that's part of the reason why we're so passionate about some of the new stuff that's coming out with NFTs and, and mm -hmm. the blockchain, because it really does tie it back to an individual owner, mm -hmm. right? And that's one thing that we haven't really been able to crack yet until blockchain is how do you have digital ownership of goods, right? Mm -hmm. So we think that actually once you put the power of 
creating NFTs and selling NFTs and all of that into the hands of creators, they and and give them the ability to decide what the you know smart contract looks like going forward and who gets a chain of you know um, of stuff back and what's authentic versus what's not. Then we start to put the power of the kind of ownership we have in the real world in the digital space, mm -hmm. right? That's been kind of the missing link mm -hmm. on the economy side. Well, yeah, looking at the, I mean, I'd be curious to see how, how that actually fits in. So do, does your does your platform allow people to be able to customize their own smart contracts? So you guys already have curated smart contracts that you guys are plugging into, or what does yeah. that, what does that look into? Because there, there is a yeah. huge, yeah, so I'd love to. It's a huge I, thing. So yeah. we're actually in the middle of, um, we have a, a new uh, division of our company, Together Labs, called MetaJuice, mm -hmm. and the MetaJuice team, um, uh, uh, on our in our company is focused on blockchain enabling the metaverse right in the ways that we're talking about so the very first test bed for that is in view which is our premier um, platform that i was just talking about so we're actually in the middle of um, developing fully integrated nfts into our existing virtual goods marketplace mm. And yeah. that is launching later this year. It is a complex project for all the reasons that you just said. Mm -hmm. But we are taking the time to do it right because this is not about let's, you know, some sort of NFT get rich quick scheme. This is actually NFTs that would work for all of us, mm -hmm. whether we want to make them rare and see if we can, you know, make them worth more over time, or if we want to just make them so that we can resell them or make them so that we can have limited groups of them, but it puts the power in the hands of creators. And that's really what we're all about, is like making sure that as we roll out something like NFTs, they work across the board for everyone, right? Yeah. They're yeah. just part of a healthy economy. I mean, right now we have a virtual currency called Vcoin that we launched about a year ago. We took the time to do it right. We actually worked with the SEC and got one of the first no action letters for our, this is not a, uh, this is not like Bitcoin. This is a stable coin and we use it and our users use it on, on, on InView as a way to um, transact between them when they want to do services with each other or when they want to tip each other, when they want to say, Hey, I really had a great time. Here's some Vcoin. Um, and the cool thing about Vcoin is it's transactable, but you can also take it off platform and exit to cash. Right? So it's, Again, we wanted to do Vcoin because A, we knew that people were using our own internal currency to make and sell things, but they wanted more, right? They actually wanted to be able to be a wedding officiant or they wanted to host, be a DJ at a party and earn some currency. Yeah. So Vcoin allows them to do that. That's awesome. And looking at it from the perspective of there's all these things that they can do. Could you kind of just expand when you say services? Can you talk about like when yeah. you say, okay, what do people do in your metaverse? What does that look like if people don't, people are unaware of, of like what, what happens you know, in the metaverse? Yeah, yeah, besides people going, hey, you want to be my friend? And people run around just making friends with each other. What right. is what, what is all those social activities? What is this? What does it look like if somebody wants to do X, Y, and Z? Can you walk me through a typical scenario? Yeah. On, on InView, the, the experience is pretty rich. I mean, we mm -hmm. have, you know, enormous number of active rooms at any given moment. So there's a whole exploration going between rooms and understanding when you get into them, they could be, I don't know, they can be anything because the creator, it's a fully creator created community. So uh, the room could be a nightclub or the room could be uh, a, like you're in an island in Fiji, you know, like you're, you're like in a, in a beautiful destination. So there's usually really cool animations that you can do. There's people dancing, there's people doing things. They're interacting and chatting. We have voice, we have video inside of the room so that you can play videos and hang out together. It really comes down to just being socialized, to socializing. Uh -huh. And we see people have events all the time. So we have a live events opportunity. You can like become a, a, a VIP subscriber and you can host events. And the events can include people that are on the mic who are kind of holding forth on whatever topic it is or they're holding parties. Um, some people are, you know, the, the, the DJ in the party, or they are um, uh, also, we, we have quite a few fashion is huge on our platform. So a lot of it is like 
working with creators to buy really amazing fashions or being a creator yourself and making amazing fashions. So there's a huge fashion and show element that goes on. And we actually have users that pay each other in Bitcoin to style their outfits and yeah. to be stylists um, or to decorate a room. You know, like I really want to have a cool hangout and then host my friends. Can you help me do the decor? So we have a whole place called Gigs Marketplace where people come on board and they post a, a gig or they do a gig and they pay each other in Bitcoin. And it's a growing part of our economy, right? Because yeah. if you think about the virtual world, again, back to the fact that it's like just like the real world, mm -hmm. the largest part of our economy is the service economy, not the goods economy. So right yeah. now we've got virtual goods. And that's why we did Bitcoin because we really felt like we needed to unlock the service economy. Well, and then looking at that from the so, so the gigs marketplace and things like that, what are the common gigs? What are the, what are the big gigs that happen a lot the, that you see happen often? Actually, I think the fashion style one is a huge yeah. one, as well as the is the sort of DJ host a party one. Um, some of those simple ones are are pretty great. We also have people that just do edits, like from a fashion perspective. It's just like, mm. hey, I bought this stuff, but it just doesn't quite look right, and I want a custom thing. And they'll hire a creator to just create a custom item just for them. Oh, that's cool. I mean, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, it's it just it yeah. reminds me of real life. I need a DJ. I exactly. need to. I need to. I, we're having an event. People are coming. Make my place look pretty. Make my place exactly. sound awesome. Exactly. Very. So it just it's it's just like, hey, you know, how do I look cool? It's it's interesting because we're in, I've been, you know, obviously we're all in this metaverse community co-creating with each other. And we did some stuff with um, Decentraland and their um, fashion week and all of that mm -hmm. stuff. We worked with a partner called Ouroboros, um, who's awesome, um, doing digital fashion. And what was interesting there is like everybody would like wander around and kind of, I mean, it's still a very primitive community. Um, mm -hmm. Um, but people would wander around and be like, where did you get that? Where did you get that thing you're wearing? Like everybody's like, just cause it's, it's like when you go into the regular world, you just yeah. kind of want to like have your special look or stand out in the crowd and sort of express who you are. And in the digital space, what's cool about it is you have a chance to do that in such a way that it kind of like the barriers are off. You don't have to worry about actually making the outfit or affording the outfit. You can actually buy a pretty great looking outfit for a few dollars. You know, which doesn't happen in the real world. Um, and we we actually partnered with another uh, fashion brand called NF, uh, uh, Shoes 53045, which has done all kinds of celebrity, like very high-end like sneaker brand, right? Mm -hmm. And so they did a big drop of NFTs and we partnered with them so that anybody who bought the NFT could unlock a version of it on InView and actually wear their super cool sneakers on InView but they weren't just lookalikes of the NFT, they actually had special effects. So when you walked in and you had the fire shoes, they actually had special effects and took, you know, took special, um, made special things happen in the room. Cool. So like, why would, I mean, if you're making NFTs, you're making virtual goods in the, in the metaverse, why should they behave like regular things? Mm -hmm. Like we should get some extra stuff. And, and that's the, what we're hoping to have in terms of the metaverse is, is it's it's beyond what is yeah. what we can do in real life right in real life we can do you know i can look a certain way but i can only look a certain way i can i can only grow so much hair right yeah, there's only, exactly. there's only so much i can do here but in the metaverse there's so much more you can do which is great which is super fun um when you know creating these types of metaverses it takes a lot to go from just zero to one or zero yeah. to your first your your first thing. So can you talk to me about the origin story of Together Labs and how it was actually able to go from that to you know a, you know a million active users? What did what what was that genesis look like? Yeah. So Inview has been around for almost eighteen years. So we are kind of the OG of the metaverse. We've been around for a long time. We were in that first wave of metaverses, sort of like around. I think we were just around the same era, like Second Life started coming on online. Yep. It was actually right when the technology started to open up to allow this kind of 3D experience. Mm -hmm. And one of the founders of our company, um, Eric Rice, was the creator of a book called The Lean Startup, which a lot of people know about as. Um, so the key to a lean startup and his definition of that is iteration, sort of start small, get bigger, bigger, bigger. So this the origin story of how InView started was small created just a cafe environment in 3D and sort of started to grow from there. 
But I think it was really prescient and understanding what was going to make it stick, like a sticky experience, mm -hmm. because they spent a lot of time and energy over the years to create tools for creators so that they could actually create the environments themselves. That's yeah. the key. That's why Roblox is taking off. That's why um, Second Life and Imbue are still around because there's a community of creators that feel connected to it because that's the other part. Remember, we're talking about positivity. You have to have a connected feeling. And when you create something and you embed it, it's called the Ikea effect, right? If you put together an Ikea thing, you're going to feel a little bit more attached to it because you just spent all yeah. those hours creating it. It feels like yours. And that's the way these virtual goods creator communities are. People really feel ownership around it. And now that we brought blockchain into it, they actually can share in the future proceeds of the success of the metaverse that they are in. Um, so that's kind of the way it started. And it snowballed right um, over the years, yeah. adding more features, more effects. Um, at this point, we have a super active creator community with really deluxe creator tools. We just launched a brand new version of our studio tools for creators. It's phenomenal um, what you can make. Um, and we also, um, is, is in terms of growth, and we were thinking about the next generation of, uh, of what we've learned. And that's when we started a new, a new project and a new platform called With Me, which is based on Unreal mm -hmm. and the Unreal Engine. Because what we really wanted to do is to take everything we learned from InView and add to it the ability to have more shared experiences beyond chat, right? Mm -hmm. So with me actually allows you to play games, to um, connect and co-create in real time. Like there's drawing boards, there's video on demand, there's, um, there's ways in which you can play together and move in and out of environments together. So we're in very early stages on that product right now, but you can go and play it. Um, it's targeted at ages 13 to 17. Mm -hmm. And we're really starting to understand how to take the power of what we've learned on MView and start to apply it into a bigger model that has shared experiences baked into it. And it will also be, um, you know, we're also building all the creator tools so that that can be a creator community as well. Got it. So then, so you, so lessons learned from the 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 uh, the, the OG version of what you created, and so you're bringing it over to Unreal because yeah. versus the 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 original one wasn't made with a with a game engine like Unreal or Unity. Correct. And so that was all that was all like hard coded or created from the ground up. Yeah, and we also um, we really have a vision for mm -hmm. um, the ability of this new platform that we're building. And with me is one instance of a metaverse on this platform. It's actually, we have a bigger vision, which is there are multiple mm -hmm. things that sit on top of this engine. Um, mm. That's the, the base engine is unreal, but we've built a whole middle layer that is all of the, all of the stuff that I've been talking about, about how you build positive relationships that's systemic into the base of the platform. And then on top of that, all of the blockchain stuff that I was talking about that MetaJuice is, is doing by integrating with InView, we're integrating it into with me as well. So the real vision for, for what we're doing at Together Labs with all of our sort of we're an umbrella, Together Labs is an umbrella under which MetaJuice at blockchain division sits and our platforms with me, InView, and soon some others. Um, but all of it is served by this underlying platform that allows it's it, we're really actually building the the future metaverse the platform that all of us are looking for when we say what is the metaverse and where do people go and i went out there and i looked at that stuff and it didn't look right it, it's not quite there yet well that's the piece that we're building and it's going to take a bit of time but we're well on our way uh yeah fantasy uh has sold us a lie that technology tries to live up to right and so everyone yeah. saw ready player one everyone saw lawnmower man everyone saw this technology oh, right. the matrix and like why is it like this it's like well because of that's that's fantasy and now we got to make it and it just takes time to get there uh what do you yeah. think are what do you think are some like common mistakes that people make when they try to go out and build a metaverse or gonna do a thing or whatever what do you think are the common patterns that you see that you think are the, the the mistakes that people make that aren't as seasoned as you guys i think it really comes down to you know kind of getting to the social fabric like first of all why would i want to come here it's mm -hmm. because why you know like what am i going to do 
And so I think it's great to have a metaverse and a 3D environment, but it has to have sort of an underlying construct and an underlying reason to be there. So I see a lot of people that are kind of, you know, it's sort of like this happened in the first round of the web as well, when it's like, oh my gosh, we have to have a social strategy. So we're going to put up a social feed, you know, and it's like nobody's really thinking about, well, what is it for and what does it mean and all of that. So now we have to think that through um, because I see a lot of mistakes made where it's just like, okay, I know I have a retail shop and I'm a retailer. So I'm going to just create a retail shop and I'm just going to put it up in the metaverse and then people are going to come. Well, no, they're not, you know, so it's like, I also think that in this kind of an environment, because it's a creator driven community, mm -hmm. it's really weird to just parachute into a community. Like <laughs> I actually am a keeper as the head of marketing around yeah. no brand X. We love working with brands actually that, that are kind of getting our, our thing. But if what you want to do is come in and put a billboard up, we're just going to be like, no, we're good. But if you wanted to make an integrated, you know, sort of virtual goods, um, community centric experience with us, we'd love to work with you. Right. But yeah. the way to really turn people off in the, in the web three space is to just kind of take web two or web one advertising and slap it on, or Step. just create a retail space and think that it's all going to be good because guess what? Nobody comes. It's just, mm -hmm. nobody cares. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, it's, it's uh, imagine getting a, uh, a, a 3d pop-up banner as soon as you walk right. the space that you, you can't you gotta hit the, the x button in the bottom right hand corner to, to be able to make that go it's it's a race so so when you when you work with brands to actually help them create an integrated experience is that do you have like a framework or a process to actually move them from say okay this yeah. is what you did before would you can you talk to a little bit about that framework yeah 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 um the shoes example was kind of interesting um but any brand that we work with we basically we are the conduit right we are the platform and mm -hmm. we are the ones that help our creators to be as brilliant as they are so we work with a whole group of creators that love to work with us when we have brands who are interested in coming together so we hook our brands up first we're the we're the sort of we help project manage the whole thing and we work with their creative teams but we actually create um partnerships between the creator and the brand and then they co-create together the items and then we have other um, community members that are sort of, we have just a raft of welcomers and greeters and influencers that just love to kind of talk up the latest stuff. And so we have them be our internal influencers, right? So we don't have to like go outside the community to find influencers, although those are also fun too. We work with influencers um, that our brands bring to us or whatever but it's the internal folks that are the ones that really get the flywheel going and welcome this, this whole thing to the community. Mm -hmm. uh, the other thing we do is always encourage brands to give back, right? So this is a giving culture. This is a, um, you know, uh, that reciprocity is really important. So if you're gonna be a part of my community, give me something to, um, that, that I don't have now, right? It's a great opportunity. So what we did with, um, with the shoes campaign is we actually took one of their really famous uh, sneakers and we created a virtual good version of it. So it wasn't just NFT creators that got to do the special stuff with shoes. We actually gifted it to over 3 million of our users. So they all got these really cool shoes. And then we ran a campaign where um, we basically encouraged them to do a selfie contest on the platform and post to social. And, um, and then we gave them rewards of VCoin and different things. So it's sort of like a way to welcome the brand and to get that sort of brand recognition and brand awareness mm -hmm. without it being a billboard. It's much more baked into the authentic experience that's already happening on the platform. So you become a part of their platform. Got it. So then, so you said, okay, so a brand wants to come work with you guys. Okay, great. So then you bring in uh, creators that are part of the community and then you kind of, you know, uh, date match uh, them together yeah. in terms of a, uh, you know, uh, I was trying to think of a way to put it, but you greeters and brands kind of get together and you kind of oversee to make sure everything works well. And then you said you have people that are greeters. Are the greeters, are those yeah. community members? Are those employees? What are those they are community greeters? members. Those are community no, members. they're not employees. Is that official community member titles that people get? Like you're an they official They actually creator? are. We have a whole uh -huh. greeter program that you can apply to be a part of. Uh -huh. We have 40,000 greeters on the site wow. that will just come and, you know, 
they get certain like they get virtual rewards and different cool like things on their profile badge um and they just tend to be people that are really awesome at just breaking the ice remember this is back to the positivity piece that breaking the ice so when you are a new user the last thing you want to do is walk into a room and feel awkward you just made a really cool avatar you want somebody to like you know connect with um and that's what greeters are really good at Sure. Yeah, yeah. That social breaking the ice is rough. I mean, it, 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 you still get that. Uh, I don't know about you, but I still get that anxiety of, of like, you can go into like a, a public situation. Uh, you know, say you're at the games beat conference, you don't know anybody, you got to go talk right. to people. There's that social anxiety. You can step into a virtual room. You have that same issue where you're like, Oh, all these people are already clustered up in, in par- pairs of twos. And, and I don't threes. know anyone. What do yeah. I need? Oh. Yeah. So, okay. So then you break the ice that way. That's cool. You break the ice and that's really what's key. And like, and we, and we also have like, um, we have a, a new set of users. They're not new. I mean, we've had hosts of rooms. It's one of the features that you can do. You can have a live room and be a host of it. Mm. But we've, what we've realized is that there are some hosts that do a great job and there's yeah. other hosts that are struggling. So we've started to really unpack that. And again, getting back to the, you know, dynamics of social interaction and the science of friendship, like, we are coaching hosts. We're actually creating a whole series of like host helpers and hosts like, and also featuring hosts that are doing a great job. So people can like go in and model what they're doing so that they can have a more successful hosted experience. Cause it's not easy. Like if you think it's easy to like throw a party in the real world, it's not a good one. Like some people have a really na- good knack for it or hosting a conversation like you, Dylan, you're really good at hosting these amazing conversations, but not everybody is good at that, you know? Well, I think it's one of those ones that for uh, one, thank you. But the other, other piece of it is you say it's good. You say it's easy to do if you've never done it or you've done 10,000 of them. You get, you're going to get one, two, as a perspective as, and what I think is interesting, you're, you're looking at this social space and you're, you're finding these kind of these digital jobs, right? Yep. Someone's, someone's a host. 100%. Someone's a greeter, right? What are what are some other digital jobs that may not be apparent um, that that you that you you are very aware of, like greeters and hosts? We actually do. I mean, what, there's not a ton of them, but we do have wedding yeah. officiants. We have wedding yeah. planners because people like to like connect and do that kind of thing. So we have we have some of that. Yeah. Um, I think the one that I'm really looking forward to is you've seen it, you see it a little bit on Roblox where kids are making games and then posting them. And then they're sort of the game creator. That's their role. Mm-hmm. As we build out our, our with me platform and this platform that I'm talking about for shared experience, we will also have very simple, easy to use tools where you can create games and experiences. Right. So like we have a trivia game right now, but Dylan could, you could come in and set up a room and, create a trivia game with really simple tools, change all of the trivia answers to whatever topic you'd want. And it could be just really fun. So you would basically be a host on steroids that actually can create not just like a room with a thing going on in it, but you could be creating a game or a shared or unique experience. And that's when we we need to get to the point where those kinds of experiences are super easy to do um, mm-hmm. so that more people can do them. Um, but I think we're getting very, very close um, to that. Right yeah, now. there's like this, there's this range of like difficulty, right? In terms of like making a new experience. And so like with, you know, you can place down elements, which is fairly simple. You can place down elements and that's a fairly straightforward. And then there's programming, right? Yes. I know like, and then there's like, okay, it, like with Roblox, it's like, there, you can you can make certain things, but then you got to get into programming. There is actual that programming happen. that mm-hmm. that has to happen, right? So, um, you know, with with what you're building out and things you're looking like that, you know, how deep does the rabbit hole go when it comes to interactions and things like that? Are you guys looking to create yeah. like that that same type of thing, which is basically Roblox is a game engine with a marketplace, right? That's and that's right. what that's what they that's what they and got. That's what that metaverse platform that I'm talking to you about that we're building is. Mm. It does have game engine piece in it. Mm-hmm. It has, um, and part of the game game um, thing is, you know, there's a game loop, yeah, right. As part of, because what we haven't touched on yet is how important rewards and recognition are. We sure. did a little bit with readers, but yeah. part of the platform that we have is a built-in rewards and reputation system, and also um, recognition, right? So that. As things unfold, as you become, as you level up in the in the game, 
which is really just you level up your experience. Like if you're a very seasoned player and you come in all the time, you have just a very elevated sense of who you are. It's sort of like knowing, you know, who's a good Airbnb host because they have a lot of reviews or whatever it is. So we have those kinds of things built into the platform as well. Mm -hmm. um, so I think it's that platform that's important. And when it comes to programming, mm -hmm. you need to have a multi-level approach because you do in any um, virtual space only about, Oh, it depends. Single digit percent of your community will become creators, right? So somewhere between one to five to seven percent, depends on on, on what where you're at, uh -huh. become creators and they start to create virtual goods or they start to create experiences. A smaller percentage of those are going to create experiences. Um, so you want to have an on-ramp that's easy to create experiences and then a mid-layer so that it's a little bit easier to start doing that coding. So you can do some of those things in a very simple way. And then you need to have pro tools. So you need to have the professionals to be able to do um, to do the work as well. So uh, we're looking at it in all those ways. You're just, you're easing them in, you know, from the ramping of just yeah. a very simple experience. Hey, welcome, you know, greeted, come on in, make some friends yeah. and then here's some tools, you know, take two take a you know uh two pieces of duct tape and tape it together and congratulations a simple interaction and we also keep creating templates so that it's easier to do some of these things mm, mm, so we're thinking yeah. very programmatically as we build experiences how we can make them extendable and extensible got it and looking at it from the perspective uh you know what do you think are some uh because i know like roblox is the you know the uh, 100 100 million pound gorilla in the room right that that kind of that's that's uh that so many kids play what are some things that you think they they do well versus things that you think are some gaps in the things that they do like we're well, looking at them as a model i don't know i i don't i don't like to compare it against it because i actually think the metaverse has plenty of room mm -hmm. for all kinds of metaverses like i don't mm -hmm. think the metaverse is a place just like the real world isn't just one town or one area or whatever it is yeah. So, you know, I think Roblox has really done an amazing job with um, with a young audience and really mm -hmm. getting them on boarded. I mean, they are connected and hooked into Roblox from a very young age and they really cater to that, you know, eight to 12 kind of um, age age range. I think where it's a little harder if you're older than that, there's a point where you want to age out of Roblox and do other things. Um, and so I think there's a real opportunity to really nail experiences that people that are, you know, in, in the, the, which is what we've done on InView, where, you mm -hmm. know, most of the folks are 18 to 24 to 27. We have people that are older than that on the mm -hmm. platform to create a space for them that is cool, right? So it's not all just sort of for kids. And I see Roblox starting to make um, some, some inroads in that. It's just a question of whether that's the first place somebody would think to go. Yeah. And I think, you know, we need to really just be open to the fact that there's going to be multiple ways to experience this virtual space. And um, so it's it's not a matter of comparing. It's a matter of let's do more. <laughs> yeah. No, I was just curious because, I mean, they they do things so well. And it sounds like they're, I mean, everyone's yeah. looking at them going, how are they doing this? I mean, Gucci's getting in there, right? They're, they're, they're jumping inside. It's like, okay, what? Gucci? Okay, 8 to 12-year-olds, you're getting in. Gucci's got Gucci bags in there that are more expensive and they're that have been purchased for I more know. than the normal Gucci bag. What's going on? And especially yeah. when it looks, it looks like, you know, it, it, the, it looks like if you just looked at the, the typical Roblox things, the, the, the art is very simple, right? But there's yeah, so very much, it's very blocky. And I know, that, so and I know they're working on some other stuff, but yeah, you know, it, I, I think that that's, what's been one of the, the lessons learned on together labs is mm. how important 3d is. Yeah. For it to feel like a real version, uh, you know, a real true environment, a real place where you can connect as humans. There's this whole thing that happens um, where, where like when you're in an embodied avatar, you actually have an embodied response. You know, mm -hmm. um, when somebody comes up and hugs you on InView, it's like, wow, OK, somebody's hugging my avatar, you know. Um, so I think that that's an important thing. So we're really careful about, you know, we don't do the sort of happy little bitty characters. We've mm -hmm. really from the beginning been all about full 3D. Mm -hmm. uh, and with me and this new platform we're building is really optimized for mobile. So it's it's but it's still 3D. 
right? So yeah. it's still got this rich 3D experience. So that's space. Yeah. About, you talked about this before earlier. You talked about um, rewards and reputations. And I want to dive into this. Like part of that is the really, there's a subtext behind that of making people care and getting people to come back again and again and again. Yep. Can you talk about what are those, some of those elements, you know, besides the social aspect, which is you're there because your friends are there or other people are there. What are some other things about creating, uh, having people to feel connected to the, yeah. to the application and or creating some sort of sense of ownership or status or demand? Yeah, I think, th thanks for that question, because I, I think it's such an important piece of any good community mm -hmm. is sort of having an established framework for that loop. First of all, remember we were talking about that sense of awkwardness, that first time you come into the game and mm -hmm. wanting to have icebreakers. Another thing you want to do is you kind of want to know what to do. Like, you don't want to have everybody tell you everything that you mm -hmm. have to go through a prescribed set or like a tutorial or something, but it's always helpful to have a sense of leveling up or discovery or something so that it feels like you're progressing through the understanding of this community, right? So I think that levels are important for that. Um, and level leveling up is something that if you, you know, I don't know, if you're like born between a certain amount of time, it's just the way the world works. Like everybody wants to level up on everything, right? Mm -hmm. So I think it's just like a construct of, oh, I get it. I'm moving through understanding. I'm kind of, it's almost like how you level up in school. You go from grade one to grade two, to, you know, I don't know. It's like, that's why I think it's important in a digital space to have levels. Um, but we combine those with this interesting, and this is in our new platform. We have this concept of kudos, right? So you come on board onto the platform and depending on how long you've been around and what you've been doing, you get a certain number of kudos for your session or per day. Huh. And let's say I have three of them and I interact with you and we have a good time playing game or talking. I can give you a kudo and that increases. I can say I gave you a kudo because you're friendly or trustworthy or super fun. And when I give you that kudo, it goes to you and I lose that kudo, right? It's not something that you get it and it enhances your reputation as being friendly. I give it, and that's what gives me this. It, it's a sense of reciprocity and giving, mm -hmm. and it's a very powerful engine, right? Because I don't, I don't save up my kudos. I only get a few of them every time I log in, but I pick who I give them to. Got it. Yeah. So, so, so it's 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 a it's ephemeral. You only get so much. It's like you have almost so much exactly. time in the day. You only get so many kudos. I wake up, right. I got so many kudos. Hey, you're yeah. cool. Here's a kudo. I, I, I'm gonna I only got them while I'm here. You, you just pass them out. You know, it's like having a couple exactly. extra a couple extra drink tickets at a conference. You're like, hey, I'm not gonna drink all these drink yeah. tickets. We yeah, want some yeah. drink tickets. Here you go, here you go. Yeah, I think it's a lot <laughs> like that. And I think, you know, we talked to the community when we were developing it and they were like, yeah. you know, they'd be good, but I don't want that to be like games. Like I don't want it to be like, oh, you know, like I, it's like the it's like the anti-like. You know, the like in, you know, oh, I, I have 5,000 likes on mine. And you're like, yeah. what's the point, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I think what we're trying to do is really build something that kind of gives that, hey, you know, you're pretty cool. Um, thanks for helping me out in this escape room or whatever we just went through. And here's a kudo. Or, Check. you know, somebody like complimented this because we have drawing boards in the room and you can uh -huh. co-draw or you can draw together. Or you can draw on your own. And so I had created this drawing and this person came up to me and was just like, wow, that's a really good drawing. I'm like, hey, thanks. Thanks for telling me that. Here's a kudo. Like, thanks for that. <laughs> that's cool. So with the so kudos. It, like the, the, this sort of these level and recognition systems yeah. are really important. And, mm. you know, we have a set of early adopters in our new platform called that we call them insiders, but they, they love to go around. They're like welcomers and greeters. They do all of that stuff and they love it when we give them like special sweatshirts to wear or something in the game. Like it's just recognition for being a part of the community. That's cool. With the kudos, is it something that you like, can people see my kudos or can I spend kudos or what does that work? You can't spend them. They just mm -hmm. kind of a tally to your, uh, to your profile and to your, um, your, your reputation system over time. Um, but every time somebody gets a kudo, the room knows that that happened, right? Oh. It's sort of this little celebration thing that happens, not too yeah. overwhelming, but like it's a, it's a nice little burst. Yeah. So, uh, it's just a sense that, Hey, there's some cool stuff going on in this room. That's cool. 
That's awesome. I mean, and that's a great way to do it. So, I mean, what you're talking about is you want to give people a sense of progression, like they're actually making progress, yeah. like they're moving the world. So a sense of leveling. And then it's responding to you. Like you can, you're not just wandering around in an empty room, you know, or like just feeling your way. You like give a little bit of response. Like I actually think there's, there's this amazing, it's called the rule of three. I think I brought this up at GameSpeed. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so for every, sorry, the rule of five. So for every negative thing that happens to us as humans, anytime, doesn't matter what the negative thing is, we need five positive things to overcome that one negative thing. Like that's just the way we're wired. So if you walk into some virtual space and you're not getting some sort of feedback, it starts to not feel as positive. And you don't maybe even know why, but it's because you're having some negativity going on. Ah, uh, see, so so even if you get that, even if you get that low-level negativity, you really need you need positivity to be coming in right. consistently to really kind of bump you up, so you can kind of have that that yeah, lift you're off. Yeah, like okay, I'm I'm good, I'm on, you know, I'm on track. Yeah. Some, so, yeah. Sometimes you can go into some. I know, like first-person shooter games a lot, and you go into the lobby. There's a lot of negativity because there's just people waiting, and then so there's a yeah, a lot of unsolicited trash talking. Uh, for yes. people that aren't your friends that come into the space and 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 be able to do that. So in terms of that, how do you how do you set the standard? How do you mm-hmm. set the culture? Right? Because okay, if there's like five of you in the, in, in a space like that, but you know you're talking about millions of people and all that stuff. What do you, yeah. you know? How do you how do you keep that as a cultural norm? Because because culture is something that happens when no one's paying attention. So yeah. what is so what is this? How do you set that standard? So first of all, every every metaverse and social uh, virtual space needs to have a really strong set of community guidelines, and then they need to enforce them. So there's lots of tools. Like we, I was at GameSpeed speaking with one of our partners, Spectrum, who does a great job using AI technology to be able to understand the context of things because it's not a speech filter. It's not like if you say a, you know a, a swear word, we're gonna bleep it out. Which is not about that. It's about um, hate speech. Can we determine when something is hate speech? And sometimes it's actually kind of not so easy to determine when hate speech is hate speech versus when it's just trash talk, right? But there are tools that are helping us understand that. So in InView, we're really starting to roll some of these out. We've had amazing reaction to it because the person that comes in to do the hate speech has just changed the tenor of an entire experience for a bunch of people. So there may, there's very few of these people out there, like the trash talkers that you're running into in that lobby or in any game or on our platform. There's not a lot of them, but they have a very big ripple effect because everybody hears it and it's negative, mm-hmm. right? So it counters that positivity problem um, or that positivity vibe. So we use AI to, um, if we detect at a high level of confidence that this is hate speech, we will redact it. And we will often message the user saying, this is this was redacted due to a possible community guidelines um, violation. You should check the community guidelines, that kind of stuff. So I think like putting those nudges in place is super important because it's important to know what this community is for. So you have to stand for the type of community you want to be. Mm. So like on With Me, which is targeted at 13 to 17, we actually... It's, it's not like we lock it down anymore, but we're even more cognizant of the fact that because it's, um, you know, there's minors on the site, that we're just really building a, a community for positivity. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I mean, so with, with all of this that you guys are doing with um, guys, people, everyone doing, yeah. uh, is what's the holy grail? What's the, what do you hope to achieve with all of these things is building this together labs and, and all of these different metaverse platforms. Is there a holy grail flag in the sand that you you hope to achieve? Yeah, I actually think that we're doing the, the, the hard work, the long, the, 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 the work that it's going to take to build the kind of virtual environments that we all want to be a part of. I have, like I said in the beginning, I, have worked on a lot of social projects and have always been attracted to working in virtual worlds. This is not my first virtual world I've worked in, et cetera. But what I realize is that it really does come down to that um, you have to work on it. If you think about like even the real world, we actually do have norms that have been established over time and you can't like just do certain things in a community and it's okay. Right. So I think we just whether it's about commerce or about speaking to each other, like there's 
there's like guidelines and mores that we are we've established over time for good reason. Yeah. So you have to be able to have some of that. And so I think what we're really trying to do is build a platform that will allow people to be able to enjoy these digital spaces in ways that um, benefits them. Like they're not just being used. If you think about social media today, we are the product. Like we are the product yeah, to yeah. them, and yeah. they are sell, they are dicing us up and selling us to the to to the highest bidder. And we didn't know that because you know humans inherently want we want things that are free and that are easy exactly. and that are comfortable. And it's please step right in. It's all exactly. free. Yeah, just put in your personal information and your. And school. it'll be fine. Be fine. It'll totally be fine. Totally fine. Totally yeah. Fine. Trust me. So bro. I think what, what I'm really, and, and honestly, this is the kind of thing, this is, you know, um, why I came to Together Labs. This is mm -hmm. why I am passionate about this project mm -hmm. is that honestly on web two, we didn't build those systems such that we, we wanted them to end up this way. It's just that we didn't get out in front of it. Mm -hmm. So we need yeah. to get out in front of it now. And that's what Together Labs is really trying to do. And what we're dedicated to, we wake up literally every day trying to figure out how to connect people better, how to allow them to transact easier and more securely in a way that they own the experience. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we do say no to like, you know, I was saying it's like, you want to put a billboard up, not going to do it. Like those are the kinds of things that we're trying to establish is what are the best practices and how does the platform help to make that happen so that it's sustainable into the future and so when we do finally realize all of the benefits of the metaverse that we all dream of in our perfect world that you talked about you actually would want to hang out there because mm -hmm. yeah. we're all going to be online a lot we so already are online a lot this we is, are online uh, a lot look at us now right, here right, in right yeah all the time like do you want it to be a good experience so that's what we're trying to do is build a good experience that's profitable for you as a person, mm. that's a place where you can earn money, just like the real world. That's a place where you can know and own things just like the real world, because we need those spaces to reflect our community. We actually see the metaverse as like a meta community. And if you think of everything that goes into a real world community, we need to, what we're doing is building those things. If, I mean, if that's the goal. Um, yeah, that's the goal. Nothing. That's the, we're just trying to recreate small, the world. Small. That's <laughs> it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Literally make a better world. It's it's, it's cool. Uh, what's the what's the dragon then? If that's the holy grail, what's the what's the most challenging thing for you to overcome? You and Together Labs to overcome that seems so big that you don't know if you can do it. Hmm. I think it's just keeping on track with the vision mm -hmm. and knowing that 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 it will continue to work. And it's challenging, right? There's a, there's a lot of resources that go into 3D development. There's a lot of that. So I suppose the dragon is being able to continue to have the runway to be able to do it well and to do it right. Um, and I think keep sticking to your guns on that. In fact, if I think about what I really respect that Roblox did is they stuck to their guns on it for many, many years. It took a while to get to where they are now. So it yeah. does take a while. In, InView has been around for 17 years, so we're not new to this, right? It takes a while to get it right. And that's why you're starting to see some of these early blockchain communities that are popping up and are not hitting the mark. It's like, it's not that simple. It takes time and, and, and attention and energy to start to attract a nucleus of people that want to come. And so, um, and I think just communicating also to partners and brands and things, um, how important that is, that you mm -hmm. connect authentically with people yeah. and have an experience worth having, because it's going to be a different kind of experience than you're used to building in the yeah. regular world. Yeah, especially with a lot of these um, these uh, Web3 crypto projects, it's, a, it's a like, we're building that most high fidelity metaverse, it's gonna be the greatest thing ever, and we're gonna be able to do it in the next six months, just yeah. jump in. It's just like uh, anybody that actually builds and that knows is like there's they're trying to they're trying to cut to the front of the line when it when it actually takes time to be able to, to unpack these things if, if done right and you're right it takes time the secret ingredients diet and exercise <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's hard to do things for free 
but I will say like you can build on you can build on your knowledge over time. So that's yeah. one of the reasons why what we're really trying, you know, as we're building out this new platform, we bring all of the um, experience we've had over the last 17 or 18 years to it. So yeah. it's like and and we're we will also want to architect it such that it's inter interoperable between different things. So all of these things that we're trying to build toward um, in a in the metaverse and that we know we're building into it. So I think you just want to just I think it's I don't know if it, I don't know if I answer your question exactly right. It's a dragon. It's just but it is it's sort of the challenge. What? I the mean, challenge is like understanding, not getting caught in the way this craze and understanding consistent. what it is that we're trying to build. I mean, it's 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 uh it's an unsexy dragon. Um, yeah. It, 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 it's the being able to stay focused and on track and disciplined yeah. to the vision day in day out. Disciplined, you know, consistency, willing to stick to your guns. You know, Elon Musk. You know, you know, you know, lost, launching a rocket into space. One explodes, keeps exploding rockets. You know, you can, can you can you stay on the vision long enough, right? Are you, are you committed to the track? Which I think is. You know, it's a it's a valid it's a it's a valid dragon to have. What yeah. what what uh what yeah. you're you talking about the um the 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 coins and the NFTs. What is the crypto that you guys um you guys are using? Is there is there certain a uh, Bitcoin, Ethereum, uh, yeah, Avalanche? So yeah, so we launched VCoin, mm -hmm. um, our stablecoin, uh -huh. uh, just over a year ago. It's um, we're next week going to be launching a really big milestone that we've hit mm -hmm. because we've um, got a tremendous adoption going on on the platform for this stable currency we built this currency like i said we um we were one of the first um sec no action letters this is a stable coin mm -hmm. this is not us currency this is like something that can be utilized worldwide where it can operate in multiple countries i should mention too that our platforms are um our inview platform is um is international. It's not just in the U.S. So we're transacting Bitcoin across the across the entire thing. And when we launch our NFTs mm -hmm. later this year, you'll be transacting for NFTs using Bitcoin. So Bitcoin is sort of the coin. And in fact, it's interesting. We were named um, Time uh, Magazine's top 100 most innovative companies um, this year. And the reason, the the real inspiration for that was the vision that Together Labs has, and what they called they coined it Metaverse Money, which is Vcoin, our our um, our stablecoin, our our currency, because we really are designing it as the currency of the metaverse, something mm -hmm. that can be interoperable. You can exit to cash, mm -hmm. you can buy it really simply on Infu just with a credit card, and it's it's super easy to use, um, and it doesn't fluctuate. That said, we're also um, uh, in international markets launching a um, Bitcoin type coin called Vcore. We've already had a successful um, pre-sale of the first round of that of that coin, um, and we're really excited about that. That's coming out soon, and that will allow us to integrate um, actual cryptocurrencies into the future metaverse that we're building. So that users that have stakes in this type of currency, so picture a creator who mints NFTs with us, but needs to acquire a Vcoin as part of that process, then they mm -hmm. own a stake in the overall um, metaverse that they're building for. God. So we're 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 seeing it that way. So we're uh, we're building the whole ecosystem. It's, just, it's a lot to swallow. That's a it's a, it's it's a lot. A lot. To... <laughs> really yeah. good i feel like you know there's a lot to come and it's very interesting as we've been moving into the future with this and starting and the metaverse is sort of everybody caught up and they're like oh you know you guys you should we should be talking to you you know and um it's great to see all of this really starting to take off and starting to get real i kind of yeah. feel like we're kind of emerging out of like the hype 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 kind of moments and now we're kind of settling into like okay let's like well, let's really do this and let's yep. do it right I love it. I love it. Uh, Maura, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. Thank, Thank you so much you. for coming on. Yeah. Uh, is, is there anything else you'd like to let people know about before you tell them how to find out more about Together Labs? No, I think I think we covered a ton of ground. Yeah. Um, probably more than more metaverse than anybody you know can <laughs> handle. It's like the metaverse dose of all time. Uh, 
No, but I, I do think like um, I'm, I want people to feel like they can experience this. The metaverse isn't in the future. The metaverse is kind of happening out there. You should get mm -hmm. out there and understand what it is. Um, people are like, I've heard about, I was talking to a friend the other day. She's like, I feel really weird. Like I, I heard about the metaverse, but I've never been in one. I don't even know what to do. What is that? You know, <laughs> so I think it's just, I think it's cool. Like if people could just like realize that it's not so different mm -hmm. from what you're experiencing in gaming, it's just a little more social. Some of these social, um, metaverse experiences. So I would encourage people to, to think about it and not, um, not turn away from it because. Mm -hmm. It is coming. It's you don't put the genie back in the bottle with this kind of technology. So it's coming. So let's get out ahead of it. Let's make sure that we're experiencing it and um, putting the right models in place for commerce and earning and all of that stuff that's so important. Yeah, you can't ignore it. it. You can't ignore yeah. it. It, it. I know people are like I'm sick of the word metaverse. If I hear it one more yeah. time, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit my head into a doorknob. I just <laughs> I get it. I totally get it. It's but it's one of those things that you're in order to be at the like we are evolving as a species and it's, and we are yeah. learning how, how do you fit in the web three? How do you fit in this? How do you fit out? How do all these people? And if you just ignore it, you're going to, you know, you're going to be like my grandma on the internet who's never been on the internet. Who's just like, I don't know. And then you just get, you know, so it's part of this yeah. adaption where we're adapting as we go. So, yeah. um, which I think is great. And so I know, I know people are sick of it, but it's, it's a good, it's a good thing to start to learn and grow it's with. It's a good um, thing to be involved in because yeah. you get, you get what you're involved with. The more you're involved in it, the more it becomes the thing that that you can have some ownership over. But if you just sort of like say, I don't want to deal with it, then somebody will figure it out and they will not necessarily have your best interests at heart. So I, I'm just saying, like, I think we actually, for the first time with blockchain, have the ability to have digital ownership. It's a really big deal. Yeah. So we need to get out in front of that, make sure that what we're doing is got, you know, everything, all the safeguards built in, but also all of the power built in so that we can actually... You know, some of the most my most favorite stuff that's happening out there is like, for example, musicians and artists who actually can get credit for their work and earn their from their work. Like this is this is a huge opportunity um, yeah. for creative people and normal people who just want to um, be a part of this thing. So let's let's see if we can get that to happen. I love it. Um, and if people want to find out more uh, about Together Labs or get a hold of you, how do they do that? Yeah, go to togetherlabs.com um, and there, there's all the information is right on there. You can link off to learn more about MetaJuice, which is our blockchain arm um, right off of that site. And you can also deep link directly into with me as well as um, InView to get more information about all of our platforms. So I look forward to hearing from people. Awesome. Thank you, more. Have a beautiful and blessed day and I'll see you on the other side. Thank you so much, Dylan. Take care. Bye, everybody. Bye see you. Thank you for listening to the Heroes of Reality podcast. Check out heroesofreality.com for more episodes. While you're there, you can also take the Heroes quiz to find out what kind of hero you are. Or if you have a great story and want to be on the podcast, tell us why your hero's journey will inspire others. Thank you for listening. See you on the other side.